0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery, and my guest today is Matthew Thompson. Matthew is currently pursuing his Bachelor of Arts in Political Science at the University of Toronto with an expected graduation date in 2022. Matthew is currently working part-time as an RBC client advisor while he completes his studies, and he's been with RBC since 2019, working as an intern during his academic years. Matthew is also a recipient of the Lieutenant Governor of Ontario's Community Volunteer Award in 2018 and landed a 7th place global placement in the DECA stock marketing trading competition, which included over 4,000 teams in 2018. That is, That is seriously impressive. <laughs> Matthew, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me.
0: So glad you're here, can't wait to get started, so we're going to maybe uh, start with the, the rapid fire questions just to get warmed up and for the audience to maybe get a little bit more insights into who you are. So, uh, first question, what is your favorite most used emoji?
1: Uh, definitely the classic laughing face emoji. I uh, always have lots of uh, group chats on the go with my friends and uh, always lots of sharing of laughter. So. Uh, Definitely the laughing emoji
0: laughter is important. It's good for the soul, right? It keeps us. Oh, yes. Keeps us going Um, food wise. So if you could eat 1 food for the rest of your life, what, what would it be?
1: Um, I would have to say sushi just because there's so many different kinds of it. uh, And I don't think you could really ever, uh, uh, go wrong or get boring.
0: That's true. Have you, have you had some, like, I haven't, not had sushi in months.
1: Um, I did a little while ago. I can't remember where in Toronto, but, uh, uh, definitely not as much as I used to before, uh, before COVID. It's not the same ordering it in. Yeah.
0: It's, uh, hopefully when, when things get back here, we can all go out. Maybe you and I can grab some sushi and have a face to face conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Favourite way to spend a day off?
1: Um, I, I always try and keep uh, lots of different uh, side projects on the go. And um, so I spend a lot of my free time outside of school and working for RBC right now, just working on a number of these different little projects or spending uh, spending time or playing video games with uh, with friends, for sure.
0: Nice. Are you a hit the snooze button or a wake up immediately kind of guy?
1: Uh, I hate to admit it, but my mom would get me in trouble if i if I lied, but definitely snooze button <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm definitely more of a uh late night type of person and sleep in if I can
0: yep, yep that will I'm gonna do another chat with you in another twenty years and see if that's still the case. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be like you, I was like the night owl, but no more not not anymore um. I love this question. It gets really insightful into different ideas and no pressure, but uh, what's, if you had to pick a favorite word, what's your favorite word? Oh, um,
1: well, when writing, when writing essays, which I have to do a lot of in my program, Mm -hmm. I always use the word aforementioned, basically just means something you mentioned Uh prior. Sounds super fancy, very simple word that I learned in like first year university. And I just fill all my essays with it and just this one word makes them sound and flow so much, uh, so much better. Even writing, writing emails to clients, just throw that in there and you sound uh, super educated.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Affirmation. I remember <laughs> when I learned that word too, it's such a like legal sort of term, but it sounds so professional as you roll it off the tongue. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. That's the first aforementioned that we've had. So that's, that's awesome. Um, your journey has been super unique and different in uh, how you've integrated your work, uh, your schooling, and sort of the transitions between high school, university work uh, kind of uh, along the way there. And um, I think listening to, you know, who's coming into the podcast and some of our, our listeners being students or wondering if they can work part-time and go to school and balancing all that. Could you share a little bit about maybe your overall journey and what you've learned along the way?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, even even from way back in uh, in high school, uh, I, I grew up in Kingston, uh, just outside of it, and uh, went to high school in the area. Um, from right from grade nine, I always had a uh, had a part time job. Um, that was always just an ex- expectation, and uh, in my house, and something that I'm I was very proud of at the time. To uh, be 14 years old and working, but uh, it really built up those fundamental uh, skills of being able to balance everything I have now. Um, starting at such an early age, working through uh, all through high school, through university till till now. Um, so back in back in high school, really where where I started, say my uh, workplace uh, as well as uh, academic journey was I was a hockey referee. Um, so oh, really? I had a, had a big. Uh, had a big love for hockey still do. Um, so I started refing uh, minor hockey back in Kingston and uh, eventually worked my way up and continued with it through. Uh, through to when I moved to Toronto, so that's another thing I do uh, part time while doing my studies. Obviously, that was put on a hold this year, unfortunately. Um, but hockey is 1 thing, 1 thing that I got into along that journey as well that um, while refing really taught me a lot of those. Uh, uh, fundamental skills, not only say balancing. Uh, school school and other life commitments, um, but also how to say, deal with people and uh, show up to a professional workplace. Um, Hockey is a bit of a unique sport where um, you, you show up to the game early. You're in a suit and tie. Uh, you have to convey yourself in a professional manner. Um, that that really was fundamental to me and my and my journey. Um, as well as say, I joined the Canadian armed forces part time as a reservist in 2017 as well. Um, having that commitment as well. Um. And that high high standard of performance from an early age was. Uh, has been really important to me along this journey.
0: Yeah, that is incredible. I, I think I remember you talking about the ref and and of course, you know, that the armed forces and those are all some Really great. Fundamental building blocks for you, I imagine.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, I, I was a uh, infantry reservist with the Princess of Wales Own Regiment in Kingston, but transferred to the uh, Queen's Own Rifles in Toronto. Um, I had to make the difficult decision in second year university to uh, um, either conti- either move to RBC uh, and pursue a uh, full time career there, uh, or continue with the military. Um, I chose ultimately to continue with RBC. Um, but my time in the forces were very, very fundamental to making me who I am today. Um, and a lot of the values that I hold hold dear to myself.
0: Yeah, that. Is, so there was that journey with that sort of crossways in the road where you had to go right or go left and. And pursue something there, um, which. Which is why you're here today and, um, can you talk a little bit? I mean, um, you know, I think what's. Also um inspiring about your story and your journey is the fact that you're also doing part-time work plus school plus your own, you know, keeping sane with all your own personal commitments and other things. So how is that going for you? And and is there any things that um obviously time management skills for sure?
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially um uh making making the transition uh say into the work from home COVID world. Um while doing this uh, actually somewhat made balancing all these things uh, a bit easier. Um, okay. I was w- with my current commitments, which is school. It's fully online. Um, I work in an office currently. So, uh, but that's on a fixed schedule a few days a week. Uh, so, really, when I'm at home, it's it's about balancing my time between uh, school and any sort of extracurricular uh, commitments I have. So, really to stay on top of that, it's. It's it's all about prioritization. Um, for there there sometimes comes a point, uh, especially say for upper year university students when you have a lot on your plate, where sometimes meeting a deadline might just not be possible. Um, so real the real development uh, or step forward I've had to take in say the last six months to a year uh, while balancing all of this is just learning how to uh, delegate and. Say, when you can't meet a deadline, how to, uh, the best way to tackle that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as, as I think about your, your experiences and, you know, starting out even as. As 14 and, and, and working through that, obviously, uh, right off the bat comes to mind is work ethic and. The, the, the experiences you've gained there, and I wonder too, like, in the terms of lifetime learners and. You know, we're always learning, but as you reflect on where you are now, and obviously you are still in school, but it's. Is there anything that you've learned through your life experiences that you. Think should maybe be taught in school that isn't.
1: Yeah, so so in particular with what I've been doing at RBC the past couple of years is working with personal and small business clients on. Um, all of their financial affairs, so through all through that, I've been able to learn. Uh, so much about my own finances and, um, really where. Uh, really think about, like, a life goal for my finances, um, from now, even say, like, the next 510 years. Um, I've been able to really learn the fundamental, um, personal financial planning and financial responsibility tools. You need uh, to survive, to survive by working at RBC. Um, so that's something I really wish was. Perhaps provided at the, uh. Secondary and post secondary level. Um, I know there, I know the province is starting to integrate it now. Um, but I'm sure there's still a lot more things that uh, can be included. I uh, Everything from how to do your taxes to uh, how to get a mortgage, how they work. Uh, I think things like that really need to be taught at uh, uh, all levels of school, uh, yeah, obviously, say- depending on age and experience, but uh, yeah, very, but- very important.
0: It's an interesting reflection because that's 1 of the 1's that. Um, consistently in these conversations, the financial literacy budgeting, understanding, I mean, so many of us. Well, if we're lucky enough, we have parents that help do our taxes as we grow up. Um, I know mine did it right up into my late 20s and then I had to hire an accountant because I didn't want to do it, um, <laughs> but it's it, it. You're right about that. It is something that's a life lesson that. Is practical that you need to be doing in order to do. To manage your finances and what better place to learn that would be. Also in school,
1: yeah, exactly. It's um, having having something like that and uh, obviously more advanced as you climb the education system, but having some sort of financial literacy from an early age to uh, the teen years would go such a long way for. Uh, individuals than moving into the future and the economy as a whole.
0: Sure, investing and all those things, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is the part of the show where I always like to get a little bit more personal about our journeys and maybe share with our audience, um, you know, that are tuning in something that you know you found as a big challenge or one of your bigger challenges in life, and maybe how you either overcame it or are com- are dealing with it. Um, yeah, just to kind of share a little bit and, you know, see if. See, if you can share something along those lines, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, for sure. 1 of the um, 1 of the largest challenges for me was that that crossroads I talked about earlier and around 2nd year when when I had to decide ultimately what what career path I at least wanted to pursue and this stage of my life, Uh, whether it be, whether it be my degree or. The decision to pursue uh, RBC after 2nd year, Um, having to make that decision was 1 of the most challenging ones that I've had in my life was. um, Whether I wanted to continue with my military uh, commitment, which I'd put a lot of time and hours into, um, or if I wanted to break out and try something new. Um, Banking was a industry that I wasn't really uh, that comfortable or familiar with. I had invested before. and. Uh, knew a bit about stocks, but really the the banking world itself was brand new to me and something I never really uh, saw myself in before. Uh, but really, because of a lot of close mentors and uh, people in the industry that I talked to, uh, I ultimately made the decision that, hey, this might be something that's right for me and uh, took a leap of faith, tried it out and uh, could not be happier. So. Um, Awesome. So, really to overcome this challenge, it's it, it was uh, take take a leap of faith and uh, you have to figure out what values you are closest to you, basically.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because that kind of leads into the next conversation piece around priorities and changing priorities, which are a good thing. I mean, life happens, things happen. You might start out in life as a young young kid thinking I'm going to be a fireman or a nurse or this or that and you know, things come up and you learn about something new and you go that pathway. Um, so clearly, you know, your your priorities have changed and you have shifted a focus. Um, I, I'm gonna ask you this maybe a little bit differently than thinking about um, this question as I normally do, but having that decision point, you know, what could you share maybe some of the, what were some of the mindset things you went through to like figure out which direction to take there um, and, and how did you come up with that sort of approach to to going through that mentally?
1: Um, yeah, so a, a really big part of it was listening and trusting those that were close to me, um, uh, especially since it was really not, a, not an area that I was uh, comfortable or experienced in. Um, really, really just trusting the, yeah, listening and trusting to those around me. Um, and going with that yeah
0: okay no that makes sense and um and those transferable skills from the military experience are a lot of those things you can obviously bring to your to your toolbox now with you know determination and focus and all the things you've learned there so that's, exactly
1: yeah discipline um discipline. mindfulness all of that
0: that uh, yeah that's really interesting um so you know another thing i like to talk about is shifting the conversation and i've And I've had this conversation with you and other students about, you know, not leading with your resume, not leading with what you do, but leading with who you are. So if you were to think about words that describe you as a person, your values, and the skills that have enabled you to get to where you are and hopefully project you into the future of where you want to be, um, what, what words would you use to describe some of the values and skills that you've learned?
1: Uh, I, I, one one thing that um I've been told a lot over the years that, um, I feel really describes my character is, uh, that I'm just a really really hard worker and care about those around me. Um, those those two values have got me really far in life and uh, have opened up all all of the opportunities that I've uh, taken advantage of today. Um, even my my first opportunity to um, apply or work for RBC back in Kingston came through uh, a local uh, community event that I coordinate each year uh, It's this outdoor hockey tournament called the canal bash. Uh, where we get a couple 1000 kids out and play play some outdoor hockey for the day. Um, 1 of the 1 of the coaches of 1 of the teams was a uh, branch manager at a. Uh, RBC in Kingston so really uh, her, her seeing me put on that put on that event that hard work that. Uh, volunteerism is what caught her eye and um, really really helped her recognize my my personal brand where my values uh, are and ultimately led to me uh, working for her that summer so really it's it's all about that hard work and uh, giving back to the community for me uh, that have that has really got me to where I am today
0: Yeah, wow, I didn't know that story and that's that's interesting too, because it always talks about we talk about the power of networking and. Sometimes it can be this scary topic where people are like, I don't know how to do it. I'm not sure what to do. How do you go about it? Well, there's an example where through the network, through the opportunity that presented itself and through the. You know, the, the best foot forward you put forth there and then being that person. you know really has gotten you to the opportunity you had so um that that's a great example for our listeners to think about networking because they always think it's an event that you have to go to and you have to talk about yourself and and sometimes it's just being who you are in the community and being recognized for that it sounds like
1: exactly like um a a lot of the opportunities i've come come across over the years whether it's been uh, other volunteer opportunities work opportunities have been uh simply through just Chatting with people and being myself and uh, being present and. In, uh, in places like events, like those that uh, I volunteer and coordinate.
0: So, I'm going to use this as a good example and I'm going to remember this chat because hopefully our listeners are. tuning into this, because I always hear, how can I stand out? How can I be that student that you all want to hire or how for organizations to hire? And I always say it's about showing up. And it's about just being yourself, and I think sometimes I think that's like maybe not the best advice. But okay. It's actually true, right? It's like show up at these events. Don't just rely on your application. And yeah, show us what got.
1: Yeah, like say um, the this past summer when I was at RBC, there were weekly weekly virtual events that they would put on where uh, students could get together with uh, senior leaders across the company and. Uh, just learn learn new things. Um, uh, there, there wasn't always huge attendance. Um, but really the, the people that that were there, um. The people you get to meet by going to events like those will, um. Not only, not only do you learn something, it's, uh, it, it's a good connection to have, uh, uh, down the road if you meet them again.
0: Exactly. And that's how we got to know each other better. Uh, by by being at some of those events together, and you coming to one of my events or a couple of my events, and you know that's that's where you have that human connection, that human conversation, which you know is why you know even today I was like, hey, I'd love for you to be on this show and share your journey. Like that's you know you have something unique to your path, and and I can't wait to see where you go, Matthew. I think you got a lot of like great skills and great attitude towards things so um, who knows I might be working for you someday
1: <laughs> I miss you <laughs> <laughs> well um
0: we're getting to the end of it but um I just wanted to uh, maybe ask you um, you know as we close out the show and think about any last minute advice or suggestions with today's leaders th- uh, listeners sorry thinking of you know students who might be going to school this fall or you know, people that are, are are actually like, you in school and trying to get that summer job or try to think about next steps. Is there anything you want to leave the listeners with as far as advice.
1: Yeah, so, like, like, we were just saying it's uh network um, just just get out there meet as many people as you can from different industries. Um, if you're say heart set on going into finance. Don't. Don't only talk to people in finance. Learn, learn about uh, a lot of different careers. Meet a lot of different people, um, and really just be uh, open and thankful in those conversations. And uh, it'll be yourself, and it'll go a long way.
0: Yeah, I think like at one point I used to be like, I used to say at orientation, I'd say be like SpongeBob and like just soak it all up, and you know. <laughs> but it's true in a way if you just kind of open yourself up to that and. And just absorb all the things you hear and process it because you yeah. know in your gut what you like.
1: And following um, up with that, like something something that has really gone a long way in some of those conversations I've had with people have been uh, um, not only say the conversation we had, but uh, the questions I've asked. If you if you're a good listener and you can come up with uh, intriguing questions on on the spot in say those conversations that'll go a long way as well because it not only shows that you're listening but that you care to be there and care about what they're what they're saying
0: absolutely so some great lessons and insights from matthew today matthew thank you so much for joining me and being on the show
1: awesome thanks for having me brian
0: all right so for the listeners if you liked what you heard today please share this podcast with your network and please continue to tune in for more upcoming episodes. This has been Coffee with Convery, and until next time, please stay well.